0: Fox Strikes 12, that Midnight Mania Sports hosted by Austin Takuda and George Hathaway starts right now.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of Midnight Mania Sports. Austin Takuda here and joining me over the phone is CBS Sports baseball writer Danny Vietti. Danny, thank you for taking time to call into the show. Yeah,
0: thanks so much for having me, Austin. Great to be here.
1: So let's start with yourself and your career. How did you get to the point where you are now, which is covering the MLB for CBS Sports.
0: So it's a little bit of a long story, but I'll I'll keep it as concise as I possibly can. So when I was going to school and playing ball, um, I worked as a social media employee for Max Preps. And if people do not know who or what Max Preps is all about, they're the high school sports leader, and they're actually owned by CBS Sports. So basically got my in as a social media guy with Max Preps, got bumped up to social media editor, and then I eventually... kind of joined the the big brother of it all in CBS Sports and became social media. And now I dip into both pools. So I do social media and I also dip into the Major League Baseball writing side and
1: kind of go both sides there. And so that's kind of, that's a short spell of Mm -hmm. how
0: I got to where I am today.
1: That's awesome. And this year in MLB has been one of the most unique years, to say the least. How has it been for you covering such a condensed season with so many rule changes?
0: It's been interesting, unique, different, I really, it, it's different for me too because this is really my first year really covering Major League Baseball on a national platform. Um, You know, prior to this year, again, I was at Max Preps and I was covering really high school sports, and so this is really my first year, and prior to that, I had done some, local stuff uh he covered the Giants for a little bit but really nothing to this scale and so this season being kind of thrusted into this unique condensed 60 game COVID-19 everything going on it's been strange but it's also been fun because I think we've really by we I mean writers social media people anybody involved we've really had to tap into our creativity side and uh, I think it's actually been I don't, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, because you never want to say that about a pandemic. But it's definitely, again, mm-hmm. it's tapped into a different part of ourselves. I think it's actually helped a lot of us grow, myself included.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and in the MLB, one of the unique rule changes this year has been the runner starting on second base to start extra innings. What is your opinion on that? I know a lot of different people feel a lot of different ways about it. What is your overall opinion on the runner starting on second for extra innings?
0: So my personal opinion... Is I actually really like it because I've never been a huge fan of 18, 17, 19 inning games. I just personally don't see the advantage. I think the whole reason we're in this mess, uh, talking, you know, referring to the pandemic, of course, is health. And when you're asking guys to go out there for 18 innings and then come back the next day, less than 12 hours later, and, and play another nine innings, you're risking health. You know, you're asking guys to play double you're asking people to do overtime and and i totally understand that overtime is it's part of the gig it's part of working but you're asking it's like if you go to work let's say you're a a grocery bagger and you work an eight hour shift it's one thing to ask a grocery bagger to stay an extra hour stay an extra Mm -hmm. two hours but you're asking a grocery bagger to some of these 16 17 18 any games they go six plus hours sometimes right, right. so you're asking a crochet dagger to stay a whole nother shift so uh, I just think it's too much to ask and I just don't think one game in the middle of July or whatever it may be I just don't think it's that important not important enough to where we're risking the health of the players
1: and another rule change that's coming into effect this year is the extended playoffs do you think this is something that will kind of stick for the years coming I know Rob Manfred said that it could be something that they do long-term? And what's your opinion on the expanded playoffs? As of right now, I would say it would stick, but
0: I think Major League Baseball as a whole wants to see how it plays out and how, how uh, how the fans respond to it. Because I think right now on the outside looking in, people like it because right now we're looking at a lot of meaningful games. We have more teams involved. That means we have more fans involved. At this point in the season, if we were talking about a regular playoff race, we wouldn't even be looking at the Mariners or the Angels or really a lot of these other teams that are in the race or right. the Giants. But we are because there's more teams involved, more fans involved. And so I think it's good for the game, helps grow the game. And so for that aspect of it, I think it's good. And I think it definitely has a chance to stick around. But I just think Major League Baseball wants to see how it plays out because if you see an eight seed take down a one seed in a three game series and um, it just kind of was a a bad matchup for a certain team and it just wasn't really a fair series Uh I think they might look at it and maybe try to make some alterations or try and uh, perfect that system
1: yeah and this year especially since it's a short season you're seeing some of these teams get on hot streaks and propel themselves to first in their uh, their league or their division, But a couple of teams who have proved themselves as legitimate are the White Sox and Padres, who I know you have been speaking highly of since the year started.
0: Oh, certainly. I've been, I've been high on the White Sox and Padres for a couple of years now, really. Um, the way that they've built their farm system and then they were just patient, everything they mm-hmm. did. They did it the right way, in my opinion. They made the moves. Uh, they acquired international free or they signed international free agents. Uh, They signed some veteran guys to go along with it. The Padres getting Zach Davies. And then the White Sox getting guys like Dallas Keuchel, Edwin Encarnacion. I just thought they did it the right way. Um, And I was actually surprised to see those two teams in particular. I thought they would make a leap forward. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that it would be this large of a leap. Because it's been such a strange year. There really wasn't a, a true spring training. They had that modified summer camp. Yep but I kind of thought it was it would be the veteran teams, teams like the Yankees, teams like uh, in, the Yankees are having success, but but we're seeing teams, again, like the White Sox, Padres, and Blue Jays have success, or the Marlins, these young teams. Surprising, considering they've been thrusted into this weird circumstance, and all of a sudden, they're, they're now thriving. So I think it's mm-hmm. it's been fun. Um, I don't know if I'd want to do it again, but I'm definitely not surprised to see the Padres and White Sox taking that leap forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and... The MVP races, the Rookie of the Year races, are very competitive in both leagues, especially the National League, where we have Freddie Freeman, Fernando Tatis, amongst others, that are really competing for that MVP award. Do you have a guy that you would choose to win the NL MVP?
0: So right now, and I should say, I had Fernando Tatis as my MVP for probably 90% of the year. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, he hit this slide, and I have to... That, that's just the season we are. It's 60-game right. schedule, and if you go on a 10-game slide, unfortunately, that could be your demise, and it certainly has been for Tatis. But So for me, it's a coin flip between Freddie Freeman and Manny Machado. Absolutely. I honestly don't think either guy is head or shoulders above the other. Mm-hmm. I think it's I, – I want to say it's almost like a co-MVP because Freddie Freeman, all the injuries that Atlanta has had, he's really carried their team. Um, Ronald Acuna was injured their entire pitching staff was injured Ozzy Albis was injured and they're still walking away with the NLE's division title and a lot of that is because of this, the success that Freddie Freeman has had and when you're looking at the Padres this team hasn't won since they haven't had a winning season since 2010 they haven't made the playoffs since 2006 and a lot of the reason because they're making the playoffs this year is because of Tatis and Machado and Machado has been an MVP candidate not only at the Dish but over at third base, too. Absolutely. Uh, He's only made one error over there. And so I think Freddie Freeman has a little bit of a leg up with the bat. But on the other end of the spectrum, I think because of the um, position that Machado plays and how effective he is over there at the hot corner, I give him a little bit of a leg up on Freeman defensively.
1: Yeah, and another uh, award race that's highly competitive is the NL Rookie of the Year between Alec Bowman, Jake Cronenworth. Uh, who do you see winning that award, one of those two guys, or do you see somebody else kind of jumping in for uh, the NL Rookie of the Year?
0: Devin Williams keeps creeping up in there for yeah, me, and does. I know he's a reliever. <laughs> I know he's a guy that doesn't obviously play every day because he's a relief pitcher. But the guy, he's given up one run in 20-plus in innings, I think it's like 25-plus innings now. Um, he has He's given up one hit against this changeup. It's insane. It, it's incredible. The numbers he's putting up, it's not just video game numbers. These are – Uh, extraterrestrial foreign numbers that we're seeing out of Devin Williams. And he's doing this to major league batters. I I think what he's doing is spectacular. I don't know if I'm going to give him the advantage over Jake Cronenworth, um, but but, it's really tough because I don't think there's a more dominant pitcher in this game right now than Devin Williams. If you were to ask me right now, who's my NL rookie of the year, I'm going to give it to Cronenworth because of the – the ability for him to play around the infield. When right. osmer went down, he stepped right into that first base role. Then he moved over to second base, earned that everyday role. He's really been a force for the Padres team the entire season. Alec Baum, he came up later in the season. I just think the at-bats, um, the totals mm-hmm. for Kronor, um, and just longevity of his success has been longer than the other two guys.
1: And on the other side, the AL, you have Kyle Lewis having a great year. Luis Robert, obviously the hype surrounding him. Who do you have as your AL Rookie of the Year?
0: I personally think it's Lewis walking away with that one at this point. I had those guys, um, excuse me, just right even with much of this mm-hmm. season. Uh, about two weeks ago, Lewis Robert hit a little bit of a slide. He doesn't have the plate discipline that he needs yet. Um, it's something he's working on, and, and unfortunately, pitchers are taking advantage of that right now. He mm-hmm. still has all the tools, still has all the power, all, all everything in the field. He's still playing spectacular center field he has one of the highest defensive wars and defensive run saves in the league so there's no doubt about lewis Robert has the defensive advantage when it comes to comparing him to kyle lewis but what kyle lewis is done with the mariners uh, i was just comparing him just for fun side by side numbers with ken griffey jr mm-hmm. through his first 72 games and kyle lewis is actually ahead in all of hits rbi wow. home run and um Win, win probability added. He has all that higher than Ken Griffey Jr. through his first 72 games, which is pretty spectacular. So I'm giving the advantage there to Cal Lewis.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. Anytime you're in the same sentence as Ken Griffey Jr., obviously, that you're doing something right. And my last question for you is, I know we talked about Padres, White Sox, potentially in the World Series. Who is your World Series winner as of today? Ah, uh, jeez. Here we go. <laughs> I, I was hoping to have a couple more days to before I had this question for me and I could have formed more of a more of a developed answer um okay I'm gonna go with my preseason
0: pick because they really haven't given me any reason not to think so I'm gonna go I had Dodgers Yankees in the World Series Mm -hmm. I'll stick with Dodgers Yankees and then I gave the advantage to the Dodgers and I'll stick with they've given me no reason to think otherwise they're incredibly deep their bullpen has been spectacular, which I did not actually expect them to be as good as they are this year, and they've been great. Um, they really have no lull in their lineup. They, they're spectacular from 1 through 9, and, and they're actually spectacular 1 through 12. They yeah. have so much depth. They have really, they have starters on their bench. Kiki is Chris Taylor, some of their platoon
1: guys would be starters on 29 other teams. So exactly. I'll go with Los Angeles. They have, the,
0: uh, they have the depth, they have the starters, they have the bullpen,
1: they've got it all. Well, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks and into the playoffs, Danny. Thank you for joining us here on Midnight Mania Sports. We look forward to covering the rest of the MLB postseason.
0: Hey, anytime, Austin. Take care, man. Thank you.